is time for Around the 412 with Smitty and Tyler. Welcome back to Around the 412. I am Tyler. With me as always is my co-host Smitty. Be sure to go to follow us on all of our social medias at Around the 412. And I just noticed down on that little ticker it says threads. Does that even exist anymore? Does threads <laughs> exist anymore? No idea. Uh, but if you want to go follow exists, us there, but, we're technically yeah. on threads. Um, mm-hmm. But while you're listening to this this episode, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Music, or over on YouTube, or wherever you find the podcast, I don't know. I know we have like Pocket Cast, whatever the heck that thing is. Um, go check out the description mm-hmm. of the show. We've got everything custom designs, Facebook link. It's our friend Haley Wagner, small business. She does customized clothing. Valentine's day is coming up. She does have some Valentine's day customized clothing that you can get. I know it's like a week away, but if you want to try to get your, shoot your shot and get in there, um, to see if you can get some customized clothing for Valentine's day. I saw she has some cute stuff for like mother and daughter, mother and son, like this, this and like kids stuff for parents as mm-hmm. well. That was some pretty cool. Um, you get some sports stuff, some Pittsburgh stuff. You can get some around the 412 stuff. Go check her out. Everything Custom Designs. We've got that Facebook link in there. This is the Penguin Show. And unfortunately, as far as games go, we have one game to talk about. Our most recent game against the Winnipeg Jets because the NHL yeah. schedule is stupid. And we had the All-Star break in between the stupid schedule. So not a lot of game to talk about, but we're still going to have a lot of puck to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And at least it's a win. At least it's a good game to talk about if there's only going to be one. Uh, I was in attendance for the game last night, and I'll tell you what. I think that, and this is my main takeaway from this game yesterday, and I'm curious to see our different perspectives here from watching TV as opposed to being there. But um, did a great job for most of the night. I'm not, like, breaking any ground here, saying anything that people didn't see with their own eyes. In terms of, you know, obviously, Tristan Jari saw a couple quality looks from the Jets. But for the most part, just seemingly, like, isolating, playing a bubble, defended really well in their own zone, um, you know, kept everything to the outside, kept them at the perimeter. I I was really impressed specifically, and this is what I wanted to highlight. This is my main takeaway from the game. If you do not already appreciate how good of a defenseman Marcus Pedersen is, go to a Penguins game and just watch him. Like, it is something else to watch the way that this guy gets his stick seemingly and everything, the way that he takes away lanes. Uh, I know that he's a relatively lanky guy, given his height. But, man, like, he takes up so much space on the ice, especially with his, like, extended reach when he's using when he's extending his stick out. Um, but, yeah, he's a really good defender, and I think that it really is highlighted when you go and see him in person. Um, but yeah, really great performance yesterday, top to bottom. I think Brian Russ scores a goal every single game that I go to. I mean, at least the last six that I've been to, he has at least one goal. Also a couple hat tricks thrown in there. I mean, he probably, if I message him and tell him this, he's probably going to say, why do you not have season tickets? Um, but yeah, uh, I thought it was a really great game yesterday. Great. And you're going to say back. I wasn't given I'll a six year right. contract by Ron Hextall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Honestly, I probably could have talked Hextall into at least three because it was Ron Hextall. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I thought this was a great way to come out of the gate for the unofficial start of the second half of the season and no slouch of an opponent either in the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're one of the better teams in the West. Um, I, I, I think that it was a great game as far as the opponent goes, the actual outcome of, of the game. You don't want to come out of the all-star break and just fall flat on your face and, and just feel sluggish coming out of that break. I feel like that was the opposite for the Penguins. I feel like they handled the Jets very well. Didn't give them a lot as far, in terms of chances. 
um, in this game. I thought defensively they looked really good. Obviously, like Marcus Pedersen, like you were highlighting, I, I feel like it's it's not as noticeable on TV how good he is when it, it compared to like when you're in person. But you and I have talked about this at length on this show. Several people talk about it all the time. Um, that 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 know what they're talking about is when it comes to Marcus Pedersen. Like he is so good defensively, and he's so undervalued from this fan base, from hockey in general. I just feel like he's such an important piece to this team. Um, he he was really good. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, his his first game as a Penguin, um, not a like huge impact, but I don't think that he looked necessarily out of place. Curious to see what kind of role that he can elevate to if if he continues. Um, with the Penguins moving forward, like at the NHL level, because um, mm-hmm. this is this is a guy that we talked about. Was it last year? Um, potentially, like or maybe it was two years ago, making a hockey trade and, and, and getting something for like uh, who are we saying we would trade? Casper Kapanen? I completely forget. The time flies, and it feels like that was so long well, ago. Yeah, but I, I, I think even... that we were talking about making potentially like a hockey trade with Kapanen and getting Poliarvi. From Edmonton because it had to be Edmonton. Probably. It wasn't on sense. Carolina. Uh, mm. So, but I'm curious to see like what he can do on the Penguins. Obviously, he he impressed enough to get the actual contract, not just the the tryout. Um, so, not a, not a like impactful first game, but just noteworthy that it's his first game. And then yeah, Brian Russ scores big. Jeff Carter scores. Uh, it seems like he he's been in putting a lot of pucks in the net recently. And I actually saw who was it was it Patrick Damp, our buddy. Uh, who who's also I mean host of the I don't know, I don't know about our buddy. <laughs> He's a co-host <laughs> of the uh, the Locked On Penguin show with our our other buddy Hunter. Um, okay, I mean now that's <laughs> but, but but I think he was talking about how Jeff Carter has really like accepted his role as like a fourth liner and has been playing like it recently, and that's made him a better hockey player and made him more more of an asset to the Penguins than somebody that we want sitting in the press box. Um, like if you ignore the contract that he's getting paid, he's just more or less accepting his role better than he was in like the previous parts of the season, which is made, why he's playing better. Um, but yeah, this game in general, I thought this is, was a really good game to come out to really good opponent, but how stupid is the NHL scheduling where we don't play again until what Friday? We yeah, play Friday, on Saturday, back to back now. We, we, uh, why? Why, why, why are there so few games to talk about? This is really annoying me, not only in that sense, but it's like we have so many games in hand compared to some of the other teams in the Metropolitan Division. That's like, I don't know how we, we are. Oh, next- and Saturday's against the Jets again, by the way. And I, I don't know how we're stacking up against some of our Metropolitan foes as, as far as like where we are in standings because he has so many games in hand compared to a few of them. Well, you know, it's funny. After Saturday, they don't play again until Wednesday. This is like, stupid. I, this is stupid. Yeah. What are we doing? I, here? I, I do see uh, the light at the end of the tunnel here because after that, though, um, that's a back to back Wednesday, Thursday situation. And then it's like three days, two days, two days, three days, two. Like they get back into that. Okay. They don't have another extended period of time off. It looks like um, the rest of the season, they won't have more than two days in between. Games. Good. We don't need yeah. our players to get rest. What's this, the NBA? I just want to watch hockey. <laughs> well, that's what I was just saying is, you know, it, obviously something has to give at some point. They're not going to have this many days because at the end of the day, every team's going to have to play 82. So mm-hmm. they'll just have more games down the stretch than these other teams have, um, which could be good and bad. Obviously not as much rest down the stretch as some of these other teams. A lot of four-point games, as we've discussed several times on here. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I think that you look at things now, just a little quick update, if we shall, to see where they are in the standings. And you look at uh, the wild card standings, and there's they're still right there. You know, 53 points in 47 games. That's five points back to the Red Wings, but they got three games in hand. And then if you look at the Flyers, they're five points behind them, and they got four games in hand uh, with the Flyers, who have played 51 games. So, I, I mean... Let's just That's get why into I said it's also. tough to to really evaluate where they are compared to some of like their their conference opponents and where they are as as opposed to some of their metro opponents because you mm-hmm. look at just the point totals and that doesn't tell the full well, the story. The metro is hilarious. Played, like like they, they played four less games than the Flyers. If they win yeah. all four of those games, then they're technically ahead of the Flyers, but we don't know because they haven't played those games yet. The alignment of the East is very funny because you have obviously the top three from each one, and then both wild card teams' positions right now are in the Atlantic. But then <laughs> the next four teams behind them are from the Metro. Like the Metro top to bottom, much stronger, mm-hmm. but like the top five from the Atlantic, as of at least right now, have been better. So uh, you got Columbus kind of out on their own right now. 42 points in 50 games played firmly in the bottom there. Um, I know they have the same amount of points as Ottawa. Ottawa's also played three less games. So Columbus, the worst team in the East. Uh, let's get into a couple questions that we got here and see where we can go with them. One of them is going to be very fun um, to get into. But uh, Ricky asks, if the Penguins become buyers at the deadline, who would you like to see Dubis in the team target? This is something that we've talked about, I feel like, a a couple times now. Um, And and I get it because, like, it's funny because we've kind of been on this pendulum along with this team where it's like trying to get a feel. Should they be buyers or should they be sellers? This one, the way that the question is framed, allows us to just take the perspective of them being buyers. Um, And when I look at what I just brought up with the standings, probably the right perspective to have at least for this week. Again, this seemingly changes every single week that we talk on here uh, for better or worse. So I I, I took a different approach this week uh, when I saw that this question was asked to us. And I'm not saying that I'm going like, you know, bargain bin hunting or anything like that, but I I was looking for some outside the box options. uh, And and I came up with a few names here. Uh, The first one, Tommy Novak, uh, the Nashville predators who, you know, we'll see if, if, Anaheim's, or I'm sorry, not Anaheim. Nashville's even looking to move on from him. He only became like an NHL regular last season, 43 points in 51 games. This year in 43 games, he has 23 points, eight goals, 15 assists. I would consider him definitely a late bloomer. Uh, didn't make his NHL debut until he was 24 in 2001. So here we are now. Um, but he's a two-way center. Uh, only has an $800,000 cap hit. Um, so obviously that wouldn't be hard to fit into the Penguins cap structure. And he's a UFA at the end of the year. You know, if, if things don't work out, don't think he would cost a whole lot. Uh, in my opinion, Nashville, I would assume would be trying to move on from him. I don't know if he's somebody that is part of their long-term future. Uh, I threw a fun one in here. How about this completely different regime now? What about a reunion with Daniel Sprong? (laughs) This one could be fun. Uh, you know, obviously Detroit, it's interesting with them because they are kind of still in the mix right now. Be interesting to see, are they still, you know, as we get to the deadline. Um, yeah. But he's only playing like 12 minutes a night, something like that. Um, but like he's on pace to have 50 points this year. Like he he's obviously not a complete product. I don't know that he offers you anything of substance in your own end. Uh, you're not getting much uh, defense from him, obviously, but really good shot. Um, I think, you know, for any team 
that doesn't get like I, I brought up, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko last week. I brought up Anthony Duclair a couple times. If you're a team that misses out on one of those two, maybe he's like a plan B that you pivot to. It would be interesting to see <laughs> if the Penguins have interest in a reunion there. Um, Alex Wenberg, I've brought up in the past as well. I don't know if I have this year, though. Um, I think he could be interesting as well. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I was looking for some different names this week to bring up. I just, I, I keep getting hung up on the, the defenseman thing and I don't know where you're at with it. I just, if they're going to make an addition to me, it's going to be, you know, within that middle six, I, I can't see it being on the back end. I, when I think of additions to the penguins, I don't even think of defensemen. I, I think the defensemen are pretty much chalk for what they are right now. You're going to see that way through the rest of the season, at least. Maybe in the offseason, you, you could see a shakeup there, but I just don't envision them getting involved in the defensive market. And as far as guys offensively that they could potentially look at, I mean, the guys that we've named before, like Adam Henrique, that's been my guy there it is. this whole season <laughs> um, as far as someone to bring in. Um, I think it was the last week that you brought up Tarasenko. I think that that would be a really interesting one to bring in, um, depending on what, what uh, you could do in a trade there with Ottawa. And someone that, and this will also depend on where they're at in the standings, like come closer to the deadline. One that is interesting to me, and maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm like overplaying like how he actually is as a player because of what he does against the Penguins. But someone that I'm thinking about because he is a free agent, he doesn't make a ton of money, but Jordan Eberly, I, I would be interested oh. in, in mm. that. Um, I, I, I think that. Because he doesn't make a ton of money as a free agent. That's really what I'm looking at as far as guys to bring bring in. Is I don't want to have an extended contract. I don't want them to make a ton of money um, because that would make the trade harder, I guess, in that sense. But he's 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 okay with the Kraken. But it seems like every time he plays against the Penguins, he is the best player in the league. And so maybe <laughs> I'm overselling what type of player he is, and maybe that's a terrible I mean, terrible pick. But I feel like that would be a name that's interesting because he's he's currently like a first line player with the Kraken. Um, he's he wouldn't be a first line player here, but I think that he could bring some value to that middle six. Yeah, I mean, obviously we remember him with his time with the Islanders. Spent you know four seasons there, and it's funny because in those four seasons he had twenty five, nineteen, sixteen, and sixteen goals. I I want to know how many of those numbers came against the Penguins because I swear it, it was him. <laughs> It was him, it was Anders Lee, or it was Brock Nelson. Every single goal that was scored for those teams, it was one of those three guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I, I obviously doesn't help them get younger, really, 33 years old. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, none of the go. guys that I named helped them get younger. Yeah, sure. Uh, this year, nine goals, 19 assists on the year. Uh, it would be interesting to see where he fits in, plays right wing. So, hmm. Where, where do you think that he would fit in? I, probably on the third line. I would assume that you'd, you'd keep Raquel and Rust ahead of him, and then you you probably move Pustin. Well, that's the, the thing. With line. even Raquel hasn't even been playing on the second line, though. They've had Drew O'Connor, and then Riley Smith came back last night. So, Well, then maybe you have Jordan Everly on the second line, have a Rust on the first line. And, and then Drew O'Connor drops down, probably. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And maybe that's something that gets you know, Gino going a little bit more too. interesting thought um, to see where, if they do go get a forward, where that player is going to slot in. I feel like this next uh, question could be pretty time consuming. So I want to get into it. <laughs> uh, 
Clark says fantasy book the best possible WrestleMania main event using only Penguins players. Well, pal, let me tell you something. Not only did I fantasy book a WrestleMania main event, I did an entire event. Oh my gosh. Not just the main event. We got an entire card for you. So I feel like you should go first. I mean, I can't even tell you how long an actual WrestleMania card is. I I've never watched WrestleMania in my life. Hours. My yeah. my most my most famous moment when it comes to being like anything around WrestleMania was whenever the Hardy Boys or Hardy Bros, whatever you call them, came Hardy back boys, right. and and I tweeted, "Who are the Hardy Boys?" Because it's all I saw on my timeline. And our co-host at the other co-host at the time, Herb, didn't believe that I didn't had no idea who they were. Yeah, he thought it was a bit. Yeah. I I genuinely I still really have no idea who they are. I know the wrestlers <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah. So I I was thinking I know that it, it is a big deal in wrestling to be able to sell a promo, like to be able to give them yeah. a mic and be able to mm-hmm. to sell a promo to the fans. And that's why maybe not necessarily on the ice as popular of a player. Well, I guess it depends on your t- in, in your cup of tea. But my first in the main event for WrestleMania is going to be Ryan Reeves. Because I feel like not only can he back it up physically, but I feel like that guy could sell a promo probably. If you if you put a microphone in his hands, he's going to be entertaining to listen to. And so Ryan Reeves against, and I, I was just thinking of like fighters, if I'm, I'm, if I'm going to be completely honest. I gave one promo guy because, listen, these are hockey players. They don't have a ton of personality. It's kind of hard to find a lot of personality in someone that could sell a promo. So I settled for one. And then... One guy that came to mind uh, was George LaRock because in his like one full season that he had with the Penguins, he had like 114 penalty minutes. Um, and then another guy, and I knew this just because I looked it up, but Jay Caulfield had like 41 fights in his career as a Penguin. <laughs> and, and so yeah. I feel like that would be another interesting one just because I was looking at the fighting aspect of it. Who is going to have the most fights um, – and then, obviously, Ryan Reeves, a fighter himself. But based off of things we've seen on the ice, like talking to the opposing bench, I feel like Ryan Reeves would be one of the more entertaining guys to see in the wrestling ring. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you sold me. You said that it's a big thing to sell a promo. Well, I'm ready for this now. I'm ready for that match. Um, I went with a pretty much current Penguins list, although I did have to throw a couple penguins legends into the mix but for the okay. most part we're sticking with the active roster i i know that he replied and said all time but by that time i had already pretty much filled out my match card so okay. i was like i'll throw i'll change up a couple matches here but i'm sticking with most of what i got so we're starting it off we're kicking it off you gotta have go out with an opener in the bank like a bang for the opener uh you gotta get the crowd's attention right off the jump we're going tristan jari versus alice the delta last man standing match which means you got to put your de- opponent down for a count of 10, not pin them one, two, three, no submission. You got to pretty much knock them out for 10 seconds. Uh, and that's how that goes. Last man standing. Uh, second match on the card. This was completely like a, a height, weight, left-handed defenseman type thing that I was going for. We got Marcus Pedersen going against Ryan Graves here, really pulling for Marcus Pedersen. He's clearly the baby face in this situation, which if you're not familiar with that term, Baby faces are the good guys. Heels are the bad guys. So, you know, Ryan Graves obviously has not um, adorned himself to Penguins fans very much here in his early tenure. So um, 
Third match, Chris Letang versus Eric Carlson in an Iron Man match. 60 minutes Iron Man match. Who can go the longest? I think these are kind of the two endurance kings for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we're pinning them against each other. Which one can survive 60 minutes and get the most pinfalls? Or is that what an Iron Man match is? You're going to have to explain this to me like a five. I don't know these terms. Yeah, Iron Man match. So it can be 30 minutes or it can be a full hour. We're going 60 minute Iron Man match here. Who can get the most pinfalls and submissions against the other within that 60 minutes? Okay. What's a pinfall? Yeah. A three count. Pinning okay. the guy down for three seconds, shoulders down. Okay. Three seconds. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jake Gensel. For somebody who likes wrestling to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Gensel versus Brian Rest, Rust for Rust. Brian Rust for the United States Championship. This one's pretty self explanatory. Both whoever wins this title is also the guy that gets to stay on Sid's wing. The other one gets demoted. <laughs> so that's the stipulation to this, along with it being for the United States Championship. Uh, Ricard Raquel versus Lars Eller for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, no real stipulation to that one other than it's for the title. Uh, Evgeny Malkin versus Yamir Yager for the World Heavyweight Championship. It's the number two title in the company right now. I think those two have both been the number two guy during the majority of their tenures or their entire tenure in Gino's case. So I put them against each other. And then finally, our main event, Sidney Crosby versus Mario Lemieux, the undisputed world championship. There we go. That's how we go out for the night. Fireworks. Man, pick a winner between those two. <laughs> and we're talking wrestling. We're not talking about hockey. I, mean, I don't How many saves did... Mario's got Mario smoke before hitting the ring. Mario's got the reach. Mario's got the height, but Sid has the base. He's he, and the he's, dog. He's he's a dog. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's a workhorse. Look at how hard he works. I don't know. Yeah. I, that's a good matchup. He's got the cheeks. He's got the cheek. That's that's kind of what I meant by he's <laughs> got the part base. of the base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know what's really funny is it just start my notes for whatever reason started voice recording. So it was just taking down all that we were that I was saying right there on the back. Didn't that end happened last week, except you noticed it. Uh, off, you noticed it after we recorded. It happened. The same thing happened. I'm pretty sure. Was that just last week? Everything runs together. I think so. It was recently. If it wasn't last week, it was very close also, to last week. Speaking of, speaking of sin, I don't. I just want to talk about this for a second. Can we talk about what a twerp Frank Saravelli is? I mean. <laughs> how much uh, how much do you actually have to care he's to complain younger about, than sid, by the way what he's younger than sid how much do you actually he have looks. to care to complain about a player not being at an all-star game draft event who gives a crap who cares whatsoever the fact that he that's the only thing that somebody can say negatively about sid you can't say anything about his character off the ice. You can't see anything about the things that he does in the community. You can't th- say anything about what he does in the game on the ice. You got to find something to drag Sidney Crosby about. So you're going to drag him for the fact that he was skating at an outdoor ice rink in Montana instead of being at a pre-draft event for the All-Star game. Are you kidding me? What an absolute joke that dude is to be able to drag Sidney Crosby for such a stupid reason I I and I don't get it does he care about like is the all-star game his Stanley Cup final does he care about it that much because I can assure you that personally if Connor McDavid if Alex Ovechkin if Austin Matthews it doesn't matter who it is name who it is if they didn't show up to the all-star game I do not care 
The All-Star Game is a meaningless event. It's just a skill competition now. And the NHL, and it comes to trying to uh, advertise this All-Star Game, is doing terrible job at it because I didn't even know that the All-Star Game happened. And I found out about it on Instagram. And then I saw this joke of a clown talking about Sidney Crosby. The fact that it's it's terrible. It's because he's Sidney Crosby. Nobody says it. But if it was anybody else, nobody said. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. It is so annoying to me that he cares that much that he has to he has to find something to complain about Sidney Crosby about. It's stupid to me. It's so stupid. I do not care whatsoever if any player did it, but the fact that he has to try to find something to complain about Crosby about, dude's an absolute joke. Here's my, my take is it's obviously he's a national guy, not a Pittsburgh guy. So obviously he doesn't have the opportunity to get media availability with Sid probably very often, if ever. And this is like the time that he would. So that's probably his point of view on it. I don't agree with it. But I'm assuming that that's where it's coming from is because this is his one weekend where he would think, oh, I'm going to get to talk to Sidney Crosby this weekend and then doesn't. <laughs> that That's that's even more sad to me. I mean, don't, don't Cry, isn't cry, that the only thing that makes sense? Like, probably. I, 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 yeah, probably. But that just shows how much of a big deal Sidney Crosby is. If that if, mm. if you're going to complain about it when he doesn't show up. What an absolute joke that dude. I get it. <laughs> and then, and then the other guy just like kind of, but the other guy just like agreeing with him, like probably he had no clue what to say. He just yeah. kind of said like went along with him. All star games are dumb no in, in, in the first place, but the fact that you're going to complain about somebody because he was like he's like Connor McDavid's been to more all star games than, than Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid's been in the league like less than half the time. Who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. Because Connor McDavid's willing to go and skate around a hockey rink really fast, who cares? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, look at like he he decided to use his time differently. That was, and that's the end of the story. If the league doesn't care enough to do anything about, like, why would he do anything I differently? I understand that I'm emotional about this because he's attacking my favorite athlete of all time, but. It's it's such a dumb take to me to have that opinion on it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I was just, I don't know where else it could be coming from other than it's the only time that he would be available to some people that like don't cover the Penguins specifically. So he's just mad. He's butthurt. Yeah. That wasn't there. He, he is the definition of mad online. He was mad online. That's true. Please mad don't tell on the pod. newspapers. I got mad. Yeah. Uh, anything Dude, else? Right for a daily face-off. Shut the hell up. We... <laughs> He's still going. Never mind. I thought we were done. He's still going. No, we're done. We're done. I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah. Appreciate the couple of questions that we got there uh, in the comments of the show. Be sure to leave us some more. Get at us at around the four one two on any platform. I guess including Threads. I don't know if we'll even see it. If for whatever reason you were to ask us a question on there, just tweet it at us. Um. Put it in the comments here, whatever you want to do. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Check out the description of the show. We have a link to Everything Custom Designs, our friend Hagley Wagner's small business. I will be sure to wear a Around the 412 t-shirt that she designed and had printed for me next week on the show. I went to this week, forgot about it. Um, 
but I will do so. Custom shirts, custom hoodies, a lot of different things that she can do, just not hats. So if you're going to order a shirt, also be sure to mention that you wish that she did hats, and maybe we'll get those uh, sometime in the near future. Um, leave us a five-star review if you listen somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get those from. Go tweet at Frank Saravelli and ask what his deal is. Uh, but for Tyler, for Smitty, this has been the Around the 412 Penguin Show. Go watch another video pop it up on the screen right now. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. 